Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. I'm Matt. And today we're discussing how to keep yourself out of debt. Yeah, dude, this makes me think about, okay, so you know the, the played out scene in pretty much any TV show, cartoon, or movie where somebody like gets kicked, thrown out of a bar, and they're like, get out of here, and they throw them, and then they're like, and stay out! <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about, we're not going to focus on how to get out of debt. We're going to talk about how you can stay out of debt. And by the way, have you ever gotten like uh, kicked out of a bar? I don't think so. No? no. I'm trying to think. I, I, I wish I had a good story, but... <laughs> You and I are two, uh, we're two law-abiding dudes, and uh, yeah, I don't think I've even ever been asked to leave. I tend to be fairly well-behaved when I'm out in public. Okay, I, one thing I'm not terribly proud of, but a long time okay, ago. This is, a, what I, this is what I'm <laughs> digging for. I want the dirt. Okay, at a Braves game, uh, <laughs> I was sitting next to the the bullpen for the opposing team. The It was uh, the, the Florida Marlins back then. I don't yeah. think they had name changed. They're the worst. And I think I uh, <laughs> maybe was like, just, you know, not no curse words or anything like that, but just, just some general heckling, unkind heckling. Yes. It's a part of the game. <laughs> and I remember a security guard coming up to me like, that's enough. And I was like, okay, that's right, I'm done. 
<laughs> but he didn't ask you to leave or anything. No, right? no, no. I, 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 did, I hadn't gotten to that point. I just said a few things, and he was like, "That's you're good, buddy." And Wait, I, was like, you, okay. you, I hadn't even been drinking. I was just literally just kind of a, a punk kid. I think a punk, yeah, a punk kid <laughs> being a punk kid. So yep. you were right behind the dugout, or no, behind but, the bullpen in the outfield. Yeah. Oh, in the outfield. Okay, yep. I was thinking because if you were no, I didn't have the primo seats. You, did, if you had to get the primo seats occasionally because back then you could get the uh, the company tickets, and if nobody claimed those, I mean, you're sitting pretty close to uh, the batter's box. Well, right? yeah. Well, even back in the day almost no one went to Braves games so you could get yeah. the cheap tickets and still like move up to the fancy seats which which was nice that was one of those like extra perks where yeah. <laughs> like oh going out for the 400s to the 100s without paying any more money uh was it Joyce was that the uh, the usher yes she was awesome is it really i yeah. can't believe i remember her name no she was awesome i can't remember what section she was in charge of guarding Can but I say, that is... she did not keep out the people who were not supposed to be out well in in our case we got to know her pretty well and well, there's value in relationships that's what that taught me too and Joyce Absolutely. She she and I became friends, yeah. and we would sit there. We would talk during the game and stuff, and I got to know her. She got to know my family. It was one of those things where it uh, it, it just we just kept going down to that section mm-hmm. and hung out with Joyce every time we went to a baseball game. I miss those days. Yeah. Well, and the fact is, if you know, it's the second, third inning, and she looks down, and only like twenty percent of the the rows, yeah, you know, half people in them. Like, why not let somebody down? It looks better for TV, right? Yes, like, <laughs> exactly. That's what I always thought. If, if there are people in the stands, then you're good to go. Yes, yeah. I mean, I remember watching. Speaking of the Marlins, their games, and there there used to be, and I don't know these days. I don't watch baseball as much, and we don't even know if there's going to be a baseball season this year or not at this point. But the nobody went to the Marlins games. Like nobody. You, they, someone would hit a home run, and you would see somebody from like. Like four sections over, <laughs> running over to try to get the home run like ball. Five minutes later, they get the ball. Exactly. That's how few people there were at those games. But uh, Matt, let's let's move on. Let's mention the beer that we're having on this episode. This one is called Empress Rising. It's a bourbon barrel aged stout by Birds Fly South. You picked this up on your recent trek to South Carolina. Thank you. And uh, we'll give our thoughts on this one at the end of the episode. But for now, let's get on. Let's talk about debt for a second. And, and, and like you said, Matt, uh, we're talking about how to keep yourself out of debt. So we've done episodes on how to get out of debt. But the, but the the thing is, nobody talks about how to stay out of debt. And so for for some people, debt becomes this recurring cycle. And you made a good analogy at the beginning of the episode, but what it made me think of was the Seinfeld reservation episode. Uh, do you do you remember that one? Have you seen it? You always bring up Seinfeld, and I always have to say no. I I'm not a boomer. I'm, all right, I'm, I'm not like this Gen Xer who is uh, in love with uh, Seinfeld. Please, there are lots of millennials and Gen Zers watching Seinfeld <laughs> on Netflix as we speak. Pro- uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if there are more yeah Gen Zers watching Seinfeld as like a nostalgia thing because I feel like millennials. It was just before our time, so it's not old enough to be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I've I've watched a number of episodes. I'm not like a Seinfeld person all the way, although. I do think it's really funny, but there's this one episode, and I think it's maybe one of the funnier ones, where Jerry gets to the rental car counter, and they're like, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have a car for you. And he's like, but I have a reservation. And they're like, yeah, we still don't have the car. And he's like, wait, wait a second. You know how to take the reservation, but you don't know how to keep the reservation, and really, that's the most important part. And they're, you know, they, they, they go through this whole song of dance, uh, talking to the supervisor and all that, and he's just, uh, you know, lambasting the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think he eventually gets like, a subcompact car or something like that. <laughs> but uh, similarly, folks might know how to get out of debt, and but the problem is they might have to be doing it on a regular basis because they don't know how to stay out of debt. And so, yeah, you might find yourself digging out of a debt hole 
each year right around this time because this is when most people are getting their credit card uh, statements in the mail or in the email, I guess. And uh, so holiday spending, Matt, it, it tends to sneak up on a lot of people. And that's why so many folks are feeling the after effects now. But we think a crucial part of making meaningful progress with your money is learning how to kick debt to the curb for good, at least the kinds of debt that we think are are the worst forms. Yeah, because you know we also try to give a nuanced take when we talk about debt. Like we, we don't think that all forms of debt are inherently evil. There are some forms of debt that are certainly way less evil <laughs> that, uh, that than some other types. Almost hinging on good, but not quite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But much of the debt that folks took out over the holidays, like you said, are the bad kind. We're talking about credit card debt. A Walt Hub survey shows that 30% of folks say that they overspent during the Christmas shopping season. And roughly the same percentage of Americans confess that that meant taking on higher levels of debt. Uh, this is according to a Lending Tree survey. The average American has $1,259 of debt, weighing them down like an anvil this time of year from Christmas. And of course, what is their preferred form of debt? Many of them put those purchases on their credit card uh, and they're stuck now with that debt for months to come. That is our problem that we're trying to address. That's right. And Matt, you might think after hearing those statistics that you and I were anti-credit card, but that is not the case either, right? But we are against buying stuff yeah, on credit. Yeah, we like credit. to play with fire, <laughs> <laughs> evidently. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely it's one of those things that we have always said is a tool. And, and you, think of all the wonderful things you can do with fire. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, you have a, a nice wood-burning stove up on the screen porch in your house. It's quite lovely. It's it's a, a great mood setter, and it, it it's just like provides some warmth uh, during these winter months. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, yeah, you could burn the house down if you weren't careful. Exactly. And so the same thing is true with credit cards, right? We're not against buying stuff on, on a credit card, but we are against buying that same stuff on a credit card if you're not going to be able to afford to pay that bill in full when it arrives. And so, yeah, since January, debt hangovers have become like kind of a cycle, I would say, for a lot of people, Matt, where they're Mm -hmm. like, how did I end up here again? Uh, Let's talk about how we ensure that we don't end up in the same place in early 2023, planning ahead (laughs) so that we avoid this cycle uh, next year. So our first piece of advice, it's going to sound maybe kind of simple, but we would say to avoid debt in the first place and and <laughs> that could basic. probably be the entire like that could be the new title for this episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> supporting debt in the first place yes and yeah we, you know we've talked about strategies before to get yourself out of debt but the the best way to to dig yourself out of debt is to, is to not have any to begin with right to not start in that hole and, yeah. and for most folks the basic way to do that is to start planning ahead in a better way. And so, yeah, you, you might not be thinking about your Christmas or holiday present for late 2022 right now. I'm sure you're not like picking out presents for grandma and your sister uh, at this moment in time in January. But you should be baking the dollars you want to spend into your budget and your savings plan now. You should have an idea for how much you're going to spend later on in this year, even now. And you should be saving right now those dollars that you eventually want to spend. That's right. Yeah. And, and now is the perfect time because you know roughly what you spent uh, this past Christmas. So you can put together uh, an accurate picture of, of how much you'll likely need 10-ish months from now. And plus, you've got more time to save. Uh, you can make some of these these more minor changes to ensure that you avoid debt if you start soon enough. So for instance, you know, you've heard of layaway, right? Kind of feels like this old school way of buying stuff. But uh, you know, that, that's when you want to buy something, you don't have the money, but the retailer, it sets the item aside and you make 
payments in order to finally make the purchase, take the thing home. Uh, we've got no qualms with this approach, but you know, it sometimes comes with added fees. We don't like that. Plus, I hate the idea of a retailer being the one who holds your money. You know, like why let a retailer act as a savings account when you have your own savings account? <laughs> and so we're all about the principles behind layaway, but we just want to see you doing that yourself. Plus, actual layaway is, is kind of disappearing right now because of the uh, different buy now, pay later programs. Uh, but Joel, this this kind of makes me think of, you know, earlier this month, we talked about some of the different money challenges that can jumpstart your finances. The 52-week savings challenge is made for saving for Christmas. Yes, like literally you set aside a dollar every single week, which means that even though we're a month into the year already, it's only going to take you like 10 bucks to get caught up. And you can join the 52-week savings challenge. And what's really cool... It's a, it's a dollar a week, but then it ramps up. It's an extra dollar every week, right? Sorry, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So week one, $1. Week two, $2. And then, you know, obviously your balance gets larger and larger. But what's super cool is that by the end of the year, you're going to have like around $1,300, which is the same amount of money that everyone is going in debt for. <laughs> That's so exactly right. It is, I feel like this challenge, the 52-week savings challenge, was made for saving money and setting it aside for Christmas. So if that's something that you missed earlier this month, we'll make sure to include that sign up in the show notes for this episode up on the website at howtomoney.com. But we would highly recommend if you have had a problem going into debt for Christmas that you at least consider joining the 52-week savings plan. Yeah, if you're like, I'm bad at planning, uh, but I really, really want to make sure that this doesn't happen again, that turning it into a game, yes. <laughs> like we talked about, yeah. is this great way to make planning ahead a little bit easier because you're challenging yourself. And you're like, I'm going to rise to this challenge. I'm going to make it happen. And and Matt, if, if people sign up for that challenge, not only will they get a helpful reminder email from us, but also a PDF that you created to help them track their progress. You and that print it out. Physical representation mm-hmm. of the money progress that you're making is is just so helpful in, in helping you stay at it. And you mentioned my now pay later, which I, I wanted to touch on too, because you're right. Like uh, those layaway plans that Walmart brought them back, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, and they became popular kind of again, but now they're they're becoming less popular <laughs> because buy now, pay later is like the new layaway. But there are problems. <laughs> it's We don't think buy now, pay later is, is helpful for folks in the same way that layaway plans were. Because with buy now, pay later plans, you're getting the item right now which provides mm-hmm. that immediate gratification. Whereas with layaway, the retailer is holding on to the item until you actually have all the money in hand to, oh. to pay for it. Or even not layaway, but just the preferred method of you saving up cash in exactly. order to buy something yourself. As you're saving up that money, yeah, you've got that money in the bank, but you do not yet have that item. So there's this, this massive difference in how we yes. experience the act of buying something if we immediately get an item when we didn't have the money versus if the store's holding on to it or versus waiting until we actually have all of the money to purchase the item at once, we feel like we can move on, start buying other stuff that we want because, heck, we're on that payment plan, just four or six easy payments, and you know we'll be done paying off that teddy bear for our daughter in in like you know four months, which sounds crazy sounds for smaller yeah. toys, but that's that's how far buy now pay later is is going. Is you're stretching out, you're able to stretch out almost any anything that you want to buy now, even just an article of clothing. Yeah, that shift that takes place. I mean, it makes me think about going for like a run or like going to work out or something like that. Sometimes folks will reward themselves with like maybe a little piece of chocolate after they get back from their run, right? It's sort of like saying, okay, I want to give myself the chocolate now. And then after that, then I'm going to go for a run. 
Like, no. <laughs> What's the point? Like, if you haven't actually earned the thing yet, I think you have a much less chance of actually doing the hard thing as opposed to immediately gratifying yourself with the easy, fun, delicious thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and it seems like because we're, we're uh, putting the purchase down into bite-sized payment chunks that... We can actually afford things that that ultimately we really can't afford, and and then we're going to be paying for the item for months to come. And it just it psychologically it makes it so much easier to buy stuff that we we don't need or that we don't have the money to buy, yeah. which increases the likelihood that we're going to find ourselves back in this debt hole. So I think buy now, pay later is it seems like a solution to people <laughs> where they can uh, get the things that they want without taking on debt because you know you're just doing a, a, an installment plan instead of take put it on the credit card. Right. But but ultimately it's it's having a very similar effect on your budget. Yeah, well, that also assumes that you make your payments on time. You're assuming the best case scenario. But if let's say you hit a little rough patch and you're not able to make that payment, well, that's when you're going to be hit with those late fees. And that's, I mean, you call it what you want. You call it a late fee. You call it interest payments. You are still paying more for an item because you're using leverage to, to buy things that you can't afford in the here and now. But Joel, we're, we're going to give some more practical tips for keeping folks out of debts. And we'll get to those right after this break. I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. 
I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry, Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Matt, we're back. We're, we're talking about how to keep yourself out of debt. That's right. And you know, let, let's talk about why for a second. And um, that might sound self-explanatory, but <laughs> one of the things we want to point out, we want to make sure you hear, is that you know the, the biggest problem with debt isn't necessarily the fact that you want new stuff. Uh, Matt and I, we're not against buying new things on, we, on occasion. We get the new items occasionally. <laughs> yes. We're, and We're human. Just I've talked like you. in passing about uh, <laughs> the, uh, the home reno that I'm doing at, at our house right now. We're doing a lot of work and it involves buying a lot of new stuff. And it's you didn't get things. used tile. You got new tile. <laughs> exactly. You didn't Al- get used wood. Although I thought about getting used tile, but I did not. Um, and it's 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 one of those things where, or at least it's like vintage tile at this yeah, or cool old space. Reclaimed wood. Oftentimes, that's all even actually more expensive. Right. <laughs> they get even new the new stuff. True. And so like, we don't want to uh, pretend that we don't buy new stuff. And, and we have friends in this space, friends we've had on the show who are almost like against uh, buying mm-hmm. new stuff at all. And they, they make that a pattern of their lives to encourage people not to buy new things and they don't do it themselves and we think that's admirable but that's not the stance that we take and so we just we don't want to suggest that you shouldn't be buying new things but we do want to suggest and uh, strongly suggest that you shouldn't be paying interest in order to finance the new stuff right that's what we dislike and so yeah not being able to pay for it in full means that you're paying more for everything that you're buying and the average person, Matt, has a uh, revolving credit card balance of close to $6,000, mm-hmm. which means not only do they have that like credit card debt hangover right now in January, but at the same time, they're they're paying roughly $1,000 in interest to the credit card companies every single year. And you know that's a huge portion of your annual income going to the credit card companies because you were not able to rein in some mm-hmm. of that spending, right? And so, yeah, th- th- just think of all the other good that that money could be doing for you, not for the Visa or MasterCard. And, and so, yeah, we would say utilizing debt for everyday purchases means that you're overpaying for 
everything everything that if it's 60 bucks it turns out it actually costs you 72 dollars right everything is costing you more that's right uh yeah and remember too that the concept of interest like that concept right there like that isn't inherently evil either uh you just want to make sure that you are on the receiving end of interest not on the paying end we've used this analogy before but interest is kind of like an escalator right and so when you're walking up the side that is going up like a normal human being, <laughs> you're going to get to that next floor really quickly. Like that is what happens when you invest your money and you've got interest working for you. But if you're going against the flow, you've got the steps coming at you rather than with you. Like it sounds if, like a lot of fun. If, but... if you're like a middle schooler, <laughs> <laughs> then it's going to take so much more effort. Uh, and that is what it's like to have consumer debt. That's a great way to think about interest. You want it working for you, not against. Yeah, and this is not an episode about investing, but we talk about that enough and how that is giving you the opposite effect over time, right? That's that, right. That your money is working for you, whereas yeah, when you're in debt, uh, the lack of money is working against you. Yeah. Now that we're planning ahead, though, in order to attempt to avoid debt in the future, it's also important to evaluate what led you into debt in the first place. So we'd say that's another really important step in making sure that you don't find yourself like Groundhog Day, you know, in the same position every single year. And so, yeah, there are probably some underlying behaviors that you're not incredibly aware of that you need to kind of come to grips with. Like, was it something random, like a medical bill from an accident that was a one-time thing? Because that's, that's a different thing that we're talking about when it comes to the debt load that you have in your life. If so, then a simple solution is to have more cash in savings. You probably know what we're going to say here, but yep. you need an emergency fund, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, for, for those you accidents- need to have that margin. Those things you can't plan for, you got to have the margin. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's, it's obviously, it's way easier to not go into debt if you've got cash money on hand in your account. And the number uh, we think you should be working towards as a minimum threshold of savings is $2,467. That is the number we always share because that is a statistic that economists have found to be helpful for the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And hopefully hopefully that e-fund grows even bigger, Matt. Like mo- more pe- people should have more money <laughs> than that in savings. But getting at least to that buffer point is, is crucial when it comes to staying out of debt in the future. That's right. And honestly, with inflation, it's probably more than 2467. That's probably yeah, it's true. It's, it's probably now it's <laughs> like in, what twenty seven fifty or something. <laughs> yeah, but until we get that new updated number, we're holding to the two four six seven number. But having uh, savings on hand just provides an incredibly tangible benefit. There are real dollars there to help you out in case you need them. But it also has like some of these uh, psychological benefits and ramifications as well. You know, just knowing that you have money on hand to tackle any emergency that might come along is going to diminish the stress that you feel when you think about your finances. Just knowing that you've got money to cover an unexpected expense or even uh, a last minute gift for a friend uh, that slipped your mind. It's just relaxing and a really helpful way to know that you do have that margin. You have that money set aside. It's not just about physically covering the cost of something, but just the mental benefit that it can provide as well. Yeah. And and knowing how you got into trouble in the first place just helps you know how to get out, right? If you know that you took this path down into this pit (laughs) in the Grand Canyon, you're like, how do I get out of here when you're when you're on a hike? You can go up the way you came, but if you're if you've kind of lost your positioning and you're trying to figure out how to get back up, you might take a more treacherous path or something, right? And so we want you to know how you got into it in the first place. If it was this slow and steady spend, this drip, 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 where you were just spending more than you made every single month, that's a different story, and that needs to be addressed a little bit differently than something like a one-time medical bill, right? Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, that that's when you 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 start to evaluate. You realize maybe it, it was more than than a random one-off event, and so yeah, in this case. Uh, if, if it is that drip, 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 
what we want, uh, a huge component of avoiding debt, is to tamp down lifestyle inflation because the less of uh, stuff that you're jonesing to buy, the the more intact your finances are going to be. You'll be less inclined to take on debt if you have what Matt and I like to call lower expectations. And it's it's one of those things that sounds a little weird <laughs> to lower your expectations. Who tells people that? Well, no, yeah, nobody. <laughs> you and I do. <laughs> we do, and it's, it's certainly counter to the consumption-based economy we live in. Uh, but there's real power in having lower expectations. Uh, for instance, if you work out, let's say, three times a week, but your expectation to work out is only twice a week, you are going to be so happy because you are an overachiever. You're crushing it. But if you're expecting to work out five days a week, you're probably not going to be happy with just getting you know, on your bike or to the gym three times. And so lifestyle inflation is similar. If we can change our expectations, we'll find that we can easily be happier with less. And when we're happier with less, that makes it far less painful to say no, which helps to keep us out of debt. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact is, too, that, that someone might have champagne tastes on a beer budget. And yeah. The, like, I like expensive stuff. Right. Some people... What can, what can I say? Some people do. They were raised that way or they just uh, maybe even were raised in like a, a house where fancy stuff was like completely uh, ignored. And so they were like, no, 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 I want my portion of fancy stuff now, but they can't actually afford it. And so the, the psychological shift is really the only remedy in that case, right? Um, and, and Matt, you know, we talk about sometimes like intentionally taking on hardship. And yeah, there are a lot like of- Like a stoic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a, 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 certainly a philosophy of the stoics is to intentionally do hard things to build your resilience levels. So we, there are certain things we would never ask people to do just yeah, for the sake I mean, of building resilience. We're, we're not necessarily stoics, but there are things that we believe that we could do to better ourselves and certainly better our, our, our financial position. Yeah. Initiating a certain amount of hardship uh, on purpose can be a good thing. And not only just from- your savings habit, you now staying out of debt, but also just from you know, an emotional, psychological standpoint. Yeah. And we would say like intentionally stepping out of your comfort zone, that can allow you to completely rethink an issue that maybe you used to think was important, but now it kind of isn't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, during a, a moment of clarity where you're intentionally doing something more difficult, like a spending challenge or a savings challenge, like we've talked about, oh, yeah. uh, different things that you can implement into your life to kind of uh, make it a little more, make the road a little more difficult for a, a shorter period of time. It can uh, allow you to adopt a healthier perspective moving forward. And so, yeah, putting yourself in some of those harder situations on purpose helps to build some of that resiliency that we think is important to help keep you out of debt in the future too. That's right. I mean, as you're talking about these challenges, it makes me think of the no spend challenge because for some people that is going to be a form of self-deprivation, <laughs> right? To say, I am not going to spend in this particular category for the rest of the year. And again, we'll make sure to link to the episode where we talked about some of the different challenges, but those will all be uh, available to sign up for in our show notes. But, you know, like it, it also does make me think of some of these different practices I've heard of. Uh, I've heard of folks who will like only eat beans and rice for an entire week. And it's not to like go on some special diet. They're just literally doing that in order for them to appreciate the food that they normally eat, that they do have access to. Same thing. Uh, I actually knew somebody in college who did this, uh, and he would sleep on a sleeping bag on the floor <laughs> in order to appreciate his bed. In, in his case, he was getting ready to, to go camping. Like he would do it. Ahead Preparing of, yourself for, for that eventual so that event, When yeah. he went camping, he would enjoy it because it was something he was more used to. But again, we're not necessarily recommending you go that far, but finding some small ways to introduce some of these challenges, I think can be a, a good way for us to kind of take the uh, like stoicism light. Path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think th there was something the other day, I don't remember what it was, where Emily and I were talking and it was something really special that we got to do. And we just had a lot of fun. And I was like, man, you know, some people do this 
almost every day like the, or I think it was a special meal that we shared mm-hmm. and I was like some people I don't know that I see th- they're eating like this on the reg how can you appreciate it if you're yeah. doing it all the time <laughs> and I was just so, so appreciative that we got to have that experience and I think it, it makes it even more valuable when it's not something that's a constant in your life but at the same time you have to everyone has to identify their craft beer equivalent sure <laughs> exactly that's why we're always trying to strike that balance right exactly um, another helpful practical way to stay out of debt that we wanted to mention too is to get rid of some of the different triggers that cause you to spend. We want you to avoid temptation in the first place, because if you can avoid that temptation in the first place, that might also allow you to avoid debt to begin with. So, for instance, it's easier to say no to eating ice cream if you don't have any ice cream in the freezer, right? (laughs) It's going to be a lot harder if you have to resist it when it's just uh, 10 feet away behind the doors of your freezer. Yeah, the willpower amount that's needed <laughs> to avoid it just like it just up uh, went up exponentially. Vastly stronger amounts of willpower required. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the old adage of never going grocery shopping while you're hungry. Uh, but for general spending, this probably means using uh, different social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok less often. Maybe not even at all if that's the place that consistently gets you to spend. I say this from personal experience, but the different algorithms and ads that pop up, man, on Instagram, they've gotten so good and I, I swear, I search for one thing and I, and I try to do some price comparing online. And then next time I hop on Instagram, you know, literally every other ad that I'm fed, it's just like five versions of that exact item that I'm looking I for. I think Instagram knows you better than your best friend, man. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know you as well as yeah. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. But something else, you might need to unsubscribe from your favorite retailer. You know, the emails that they send out where they're giving you the different discounts and what new items they have uh, in stock. We want you to determine where temptation sets in for you and actively work to avoid those situations moving forward. But we've got several other practical steps that we're going to recommend for you to consider in your life. And we're also going to talk about shifting debt around, whether that makes sense uh, for you or not. We'll get to all of that right after this break. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. 
With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Hey folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money all right we're back we're still talking about staying out of debt and matt one of the things we talked about is, is that Part of the problem is that people are putting purchases on credit cards. And again, Mm -hmm. we want to reiterate we're not against credit cards. Uh, We are heavy users of credit cards. We just pay the bill off on time and in full every month. But one thing that might need to happen for some people who have a tough time actually using credit cards and using them well, who say, actually, this tool in my hands is an instrument of of evil (laughs) for my finances, then cash might be something that they need to consider. And so- And I want to point out something that you said, that you said this tool is an instrument for evil. You didn't say that it's an evil instrument, right? And that's what we're saying here. It's like- uh, It's being able to realize that you're not able to use it effectively. (laughs) That you are evil. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not the tool. It's like a a really sharp knife, right? Yeah. Like used effectively. Effectively, you want a really sharp knife. Uh, I think a lot of chefs say that like the the worst accidents that happen in the kitchen, they happen with a dull knife because you're not able to use it properly. But guess what? You can also cut off the tip of a finger with a really sharp knife too. So you do need to be careful. It's also kind of like the ring in Frodo's hands versus in Gollum's (laughs) hands. And you know, there's there's a clear winner that you want that that he can use the tool effectively. The other guy is just going to worship it, right? But eventually, Frodo also knew that he had to get rid of the ring because it it was also it was only destroyed by by an accident. that's an imperfect analogy. But uh, <laughs> speaking of severed fingers. 
<laughs> All right. So this is uh, cash is not our preferred method to buy things. Like we said, right. we use credit cards. But yeah, if you have a hard time not going overboard, then yeah, using cash is going to be helpful. And if you want to continue to use plastic because of the rewards and you think that you can do better, we would say make a point to write down every purchase that you make when you make them. So kind of like a, a ledger on a checkbook, the old school thing, but mm-hmm. make your own and carry it around with you wherever you go because keeping track of every expense and you know the, the current balance that's left in your account, even though it's not actively coming out of your account, is going to help ensure that you're not spending more than you have. So we'd say know yourself. If you can't use a credit card responsibly, don't do it. Um, and then if you're somewhere in between, you're like, I think I can, then give this a shot where you're tracking your spending as you go, because that can help you stay out of debt. That's right. But if you can't, you know, avoid it altogether because that, uh, you know, that $750 sign up bonus, it's not going to be worth it if you're going to overspend from now until the end of time. But like you said, if you are using your credit card wisely for the most part, but maybe you just need a little bit more accountability, it's pretty easy to turn on notifications where you get alerted or, you know, you get a little text message every time that card is used. And so I think this could be a really handy uh, method if you have combined finances with your partner. Uh, but this could even be something that you implement with a money accountability partner, someone, you know, who you trust, who is willing to help coach you a little bit. Uh, and the thing is, too, this can go both ways. It can be a reciprocal relationship. If you have found somebody who shares the, you know, similar goals as you, who has uh, shared interests, who is also frugal. This can be a practice that goes both ways. Like it makes me think back, like back in the day, Joel, especially if, you know, I was married, you had just gotten married um, uh, to Emily, but if you were single and if I was single, I could totally, you know, when we first met and were buds, I could totally see us having been like financial accountability partners to a certain extent, because at the time, you know, we've shared recently during our money origin stories, how like we were getting into real estate and to kind of have that accountability of like, Hey, do you think that's really going to be worth it? Or you want to, put that money towards <laughs> yeah. a down payment for that rental property that you've been talking about. That's the kind of give and take. That's the kind of uh, behavior and like camaraderie, honestly, that we're hoping that you can start implementing in your life. Yeah. And I think there's there's a lot to be said for expertise and having uh, being in a relationship with someone who's more knowledgeable than you are. Some, something like a mentor, right? Totally. A money mentor or something like that. But I think there's a, a heck of a lot to be said for doing it simultaneously with someone that you're close with, even if they don't know a whole lot more than you, because you can spur each other on. And sometimes it is, it, it's like you don't necessarily need some Arnold Schwarzenegger looking uh, super fit person to help you work out. It can just be a friend who's willing to show up at the same time as you. And Who that can be also wants to work out yes, because that, he deals with the same struggles. That can be just as effective, totally. uh, I think, as hiring some sort of expensive personal trainer. Totally. And honestly, too, while we're talking about credit cards, it also makes me think about uh, free using your credit. You know, uh, we're talking about different things that you can implement, different uh, layers of accountability, different barriers that you can erect that can keep you from uh, accessing maybe more credit than you can handle. Uh, even though, yes, you can go in there and unfreeze it <laughs> and then apply to that credit card. Uh, you still have the shame of being like, am I really going to go in there and unfreeze my credit when it's I like, know? It's like going back to the ATM at the casino. You're like, am I actually going to do that? <laughs> the walk of shame. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, and so anything you can implement in your life like that, that causes you to think twice about it. That's what we want want you to consider. Yes. All right, Matt. Another thing that I think is really helpful for a lot of people when it comes to staying out of debt is to create 
lists and then stick to them. Oh, yeah. Because let's say, yeah, you're grocery shopping and it's so easy if you don't have a list to just toss random things in your cart. Like a, a $6 box of Lucky Charms, why not? <laughs> like, might as well throw in some bags of uh, Doritos as, <laughs> while I'm at it. Uh, and so, yeah, if you don't I'm have a list. I'm just going to throw in the towel. Like, nothing matters <laughs> anymore. I'm getting all the junk. Food. I guess I'll get the Hagen dazs too. <laughs> I mean, there's all sorts of things if you don't have a list that's gonna that are going to end up in your basket. And at the end, you're going to be like, why was that bill so high? And how come I don't have anything to cook for dinner this week? Yeah. Still even after going on that grocery store run. And so, yeah, I think that list is a helpful way to stay focused on the task at hand. Not only do they help you put blinders on, but they're also going to to make sure that you get everything you need and then avoid another trip back to the store, which stinks. And while grocery shopping is a meaningful part of your monthly budget, like the stakes are a little bit lower than they are maybe in, in other phases of life. But I think to drive this point home, Matt, there's the example of airline safety. And case after case, when it comes to airline safety, uh, it, it demonstrates that accidents on airplanes are almost always come from the pilot or the flight crew skipping a pre-flight checklist. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where they're like, I, I, I know this by heart. <laughs> I don't yeah, have to go yeah. to the checklist. And then ultimately what ends up happening is they, they miss one or two of those important items and uh, then disaster strikes, right? And so we would say that lists are helpful in almost every sphere of life. And so you should start creating lists more frequently for uh, grocery shopping, for your needs for your kids even. Like whatever it is, have a list set out when you're shopping for clothes. Like what do you need? So you don't end up buying random pairs of pants that aren't needed. Um, There are all sorts of ways to implement lists into your life so that you avoid buying more than you need and going into more debt. That's right. You can go with pen and paper, but you can just, I mean, having digital lists on our phones is such an incredible help. Uh, I mean, Kate and I, we use the the basic Apple Reminders app when it comes to, you know, putting things on the grocery list that we need, but you can, like Todoist, AnyDo, like these are great applications that can allow you to stay focused to help you to keep the blinders on when it comes to staying on task. And it could also be helpful to opt for grocery pickup instead, you know, while we're talking about food here. But when you do grocery pickup, that helps you to avoid uh, not only the delivery fee, but this also means that you don't have to set foot inside the store if you have a tough time uh, not going overboard when you go shopping in person. Uh, Target, they are totally free, and Kroger and Walmart are both free with a uh, $35 minimum order, which isn't hard to do these days. And granted, you know, these grocery stores aren't going to be as affordable as Aldi or Costco, our favorites. Uh, But if going with pickup uh, at a slightly more expensive store keeps you from spending a ton in person at a more affordable store, well, pickup is going to win every single time. Yeah, it's if, if you're going to go into Aldi and buy five bags of those Clancy's uh, <laughs> Dorito ripoffs, which, by the way, people, everybody disagree with me on that. <laughs> and you know what? The, the, the last time I had That's them, right. I, I think they're right. Honestly, they're I was, terrible. I was like, they're much worse you than I remember say, them. You were saying that they're like pretty good. And we, we, we had like listeners write in. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> What's wrong like, with Joel's taste Joel's buds? Joel's actually way like Matt. We're with you. The, uh, the knockoff Doritos. <laughs> and and are I got to say, bad. I'm with you, too. I regret my decision to say that they were a worth worthy food uh, item. They're not. You can go ahead and pick up a six pack of Aldi beer while you're eating your Clancy's. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your Clancy's beer and your Doritos. They, they have the baked barbecue chips, which are actually pretty good though. Are they? I don't know if they're Clancy's brand or something else, but um, whatever the baked barbecue chips there, they're pretty good. Just avoid the, the Dorito knockoffs. Yes, actually do. So sorry about that poor advice earlier. <laughs> but l- let's talk about discipline too, Matt, because that's that's a part of the equation, right? You, you have to, uh, I'm guessing there, there are some folks who are listening right now and they're saying, yeah, I track my spending and I create lists. That stuff's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but j- just because those are hard, tangible actions that we can take, it doesn't necessarily make 
the getting to where we want to go easy. It doesn't mean the road is, isn't hard. Right. And so going back to physical fitness, right? Like uh, if you have a desire to eat more veggies um, and to go on more runs, well, there are clear tangible steps you can take if you're trying to live a healthier life. It doesn't mean that actually living a healthier life is easy. It might be simple, like the, the steps might not be terribly difficult, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And so the same thing is true with our finances, right? Like simply put, spend less money than you make and invest the rest. That's how you build wealth. Like how in the world is there a personal finance podcast that has almost 500 episodes? <laughs> like it's really, it's it's not rocket science. The formula is pretty simple. Yes. But again, there's a big difference between something being simple and something being easy. Yes, because it takes patience as you work and you build up the discipline in your financial life. We would say, don't expect to perfectly turn your spending around on day one or even on day 30. <laughs> yeah. Progress is slower than we want it to be. It's going to take some time. And so don't be hard on yourself when you make a mistake. Uh, don't let that be the, the reason that you get off the train altogether and you're like, screw it. I'm just going to like go back to the debt cycle that, that I've been in. But at the same time, realize that discipline is, is a real part of the equation to staying out of debt. That's right. Let's make another observation about debt real quick. Um, as we said, some forms of debt are going to be worse than others. A payday loan, right? Like, like That comes with interest rates in the hundreds of percentage points if you were to annualize it. But your mortgage, it might only have a rate of 2.75%, uh, most likely sub three on a 30-year mortgage. There's just this massive gap, like the size of Russia here. Uh, <laughs> like these things, honestly, like they're more dissimilar than they are similar. Uh, and so one thing you should do is see if you can aim to make your current debt look better. The ultimate goal is to pay off those debts for sure. But there are ways to make your debt less heinous while you're working towards that goal. Balanced transfer offers are one excellent way to do this. We have an article up on the website that we'll actually link to in our show notes for this episode that'll explain how balanced transfers work if you've not uh, given one of those a shot, uh, as well as some of the cards that we recommend. You can also negotiate your debt if it's getting overwhelming. Know that you are not stuck in this rut of paying exactly what it is that you are entitled to pay. Know that you like there is some wiggle room if uh, you can negotiate with uh, a credit card. Yeah, I think I think it's a good point, Matt. I think there are ways to make bad debt look not as bad by lowering the APR of that debt. And yeah, you mentioned a couple of negotiating the APR, negotiating the terms of uh, an interest-free period, perhaps. Yeah, and maybe you don't even have to negotiate, like you said, just transfer that balance to another card, like a readily available 0% interest rate for 18 months. And then while you're paying less in interest, figure out, uh, find find a way to make sure that that card is paid off inside those 18 months so that you're avoiding interest altogether. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, like you said, there are ways that you can DIY this. One thing that we don't ever want folks to do, though, is to listen to people who want to consolidate your debt for you. Those are, uh, uh, that's a pitfall. And that will actually keep you in debt longer. That's not going to help you stay out of debt. Uh, the, these companies often charge upfront fees and they make these lofty promises, but they almost never help in the ways that they're promising to. Right. So yeah, we say make sure you avoid those companies they advertise on the internet. Uh, avoid them like the plague. They often like leave people in just a much worse financial position. And so if you need actual help, the best place to turn is to nonprofit companies that have relationships with the credit card companies, with the, the companies that you might be in debt to, who can actually help. They can help restructure your debt potentially uh, and help you uh, come up with a payment plan that's actually going to work. And so Money Management International is one of our favorites. NFCC.org is another great place to turn. Those are two nonprofits that provide a whole lot of, of free help for people that continue to struggle with debt. 
Yeah, that's right. So we're talking mostly about staying out of debt, but we get, we snuck in a little bit of getting out of debts talk here. Uh, and Joel, one other thing we wanted to mention, what about other like outside of the box options to avoid debt in the first place? Uh, because you know, someone who's listening, they might say something like, well, you know, to avoid taking on more debt, I'm just going to snag some money from my retirement funds. No. Uh, <laughs> that's better than putting it on the credit card, right? No. Uh, well, well not, <laughs> they're both awful. Not quite, because, you know, it's not that there aren't any instances where taking money from a retirement account is the best route, but they are few and far between, depending on what type of account you pull that money from and what mechanism you use to get it. You might owe taxes, plus that additional 10% penalty oftentimes. And plus, now that's money that is not invested. That's money that originally, at some point you had sacrificed and you had denied yourself but instead now you're using that money to fund some purchases and instead we want you to keep that money invested in your different retirement accounts please do not touch that money yeah that can be tempting it's like matt and joel said that i should stay out of debt and so the best way to do this is to take cash that i have on hand out of my retirement account you think that's cash on hand but it's not that that should be like considered lockbox money and so yeah you want to do all of these other things you don't want to be tempted to reach into that that bucket that's for your future start yanking money out of there because like you said matt that is going to have devastating consequences for financial you 10 20 30 years down the road so uh yeah hopefully these were some helpful thoughts on how to keep yourself out of debt because we don't want to just see people climb out we want to see people never not be able to pay that credit card bill in full ever again. <laughs> like That's what we want. They, they never even have to cross your radar to have enough money saved, built up to where debt basically becomes a, a foreign concept in your life. That's, that's what we want to see for you. That's right, man. Let's go ahead and shift gears and get back to the beer that you and I enjoyed during this episode. Um, we had an Empress Rising, which is a bourbon barrel imperial stout by Birds Fly South up there in Greenville, South Carolina. What were your thoughts on this beer? Okay, so I've had a few beers from Birds Fly South, and I, I feel like I'm used to their more earthy beer styles. Uh, They've got some good farmhouse. Uh, yeah, farmhouse, farmhouse Saison, stuff like that. And I, I like everything I've had from them, and th that those are styles that I really enjoy and appreciate. I don't think I've ever had a stout from them. And this, how, this stout had like, some funkiness to it, which I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, it's, it's not making my top 10 list, uh, but I feel like I can see what they were going for. It's just, to me, the flavor profile is, it's like there's one cylinder missing out of a six-cylinder engine or something. <laughs> I feel like there's just something slightly off that's just not quite doing it for me, although I find it interesting, I, I, and I think you know they, they usually make great beers. This is just not the best one I've had from them. Yeah, this is specifically a mole style. And so I do, you know, earlier on Monday, uh, we had a beer that was uh, that was a uh, hatch chilies, right? Green hatch. And we we're talking about having beers with, with more peppers in it. And so I appreciate that this has some of that going on. It's a mole style. So it's got some heat. Uh, you can taste the, you know, the different chipotle peppers. Uh, they've got some other peppers that are listed out here. But you mentioned that you feel like it's missing a cylinder. I feel like that there's an extra cylinder thrown in thrown in there like <laughs> maybe, randomly. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's like a four-cylinder, and somehow they fit a fifth. Uh, because the acidity of this beer, like it wasn't noted anywhere on the can. But to me, like that's what really stands out. It's, it's almost tart, which makes me wonder if this beer is slightly off or if maybe the pH wasn't exactly where they had intended it. Because it doesn't say anything on this can about this kind of being more of a tart stout and typically that's not a style that brewers are going for but that being said even if this is this beer is off 
I still enjoyed it. <laughs> it was still with all those different flavors they had going on, that higher acidity. I mean, you, you hear me talking about acid all the time on the on the podcast with when it comes to my beers. But I really like having a beer that's higher in acidity. It's just that maybe the flavors aren't totally on. Like it's a well balanced beer, but maybe the actual specific flavors might be off. I don't, I'm not I'm not totally sure. Yeah. We haven't had a ton of off beers and so i feel like i need to need to take a course and like this is what you <laughs> need to is, look for this is what a bad beer tastes like you know okay so specifically i know one of the things that you look for uh, in a bad beer is if it tastes like butter oh. uh, so i think maybe like in ipas or, or maybe i can't remember specifically what style what is isn't that what harry potter drinks though <laughs> it's true but harry potter likes bad beer that's true evidently he likes beer that has like this chemical but if it tastes like if you are drinking a beer and it tastes like uh butter popcorn and it's not supposed to that is a clear sign of a beer that is off when it comes to this one, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> so there's kind of, I feel like there's a big question mark on this beer, but I still enjoyed it. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> good, good times. Did I tell you that I, I met a couple of listeners uh, when I was there at the brewery? You did, yeah. Yeah. So it's always fun, by the way, if anybody, rec- like, just come up and say hi. We love just meeting people. It's Especially if we're at a brewery. I mean, that's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they know it's us. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be it for this episode. Uh, listeners, you can find show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. We'll make sure to link to any of the different resources that we may have mentioned during this episode. Yes, including some of those money challenges. If you have not joined, please do sign up for that. It's completely free. We won't spam you. And hopefully it'll help you achieve some of those money goals, including staying out of debt. That's so, right. All right, Matt, until next time best friends out best friends out infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.